Yes, yo, counter-attack podcast. With myself, Daps, um, quarantine still going, which means the content keeps going more frequently, more frequently, more frequent. I don't know, whatever the correct English term is, but yeah, hope you guys are liking what I'm putting out. Um, Lamin and Spence are going to come back, I think the next one or the one after. Um, to be honest, it's my fault. I keep doing these last minute and, you know, they've got stuff to do with kids and whatnot. So, um, yeah. So keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Um, today, we've got a player who was a mainstay on our, on our screens for a very long time. Um, you know, you might remember him from stints at QPR and Reading and Sheffield United and Palace, to be fair. Palace? Who was at Palace? I'm pretty sure it was at Palace. But um, yeah, today we've got Mikel Legitwood. Legitwood? I don't even know how to pronounce his name. But I will ask him, but we've got him. Let me bring him in now. And then we can just ask him ourselves. Yes, yes, Mikel, what's going on? What's happening, cool? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. Oh, that's, that's good, that's good. Can you hear me um, all right? Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely hear you all right, man. How you doing, man? I'm very well, very well. Oh. Coping in such difficult times, but yeah, we're good. Are you, are you keeping busy? Um, I've been working out quite a bit. Um, uh, yeah, playing football in the garden with the kids, mm. helping them with their homework, just everything, everything. Cooking, I like cooking, so I've been doing a bit of... Mm. I've been um, doing the most amount of cooking. Never have you, yeah? so my, Never cooked so much in my life, man. Yeah, um, how do you actually pronounce your surname? Legertwood. Legertwood, not Legert, not... Legert, not Ligert. Yeah, not (laughs) Legertwood. Where's the name from? Um, So, my parents are both from the Caribbean. Um, Mm -hmm. My dad, who that's where my name's from, is uh, from St. Vincent. Okay. Um, So... I'm guessing that's where the origin yeah, is. Yeah, this is somewhere, somewhere there, yeah. Okay, cool. But um, yeah, no, thanks for doing this. And um, today we're literally just going to have a chat about your career and everything and just how you got into the game, what you've been um, keeping up with since you come out. And yeah, we're just going to have a good old chat. So um, where do we start, man? Where did it start from? You're from North London originally, right? From North London, yeah. So I grew up in Hornsey, Crouch End. Mm. Um, and then moved to Edmonton, sort of my GCSE year. Yeah. Um, so 15 going on 16. And then um, before that, obviously started playing uh, grassroots football with Harringay Borough. So when I was in Hornsey, Crouch, I used to play. That's where I'm at now. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Fully aware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little bit different to when I was there. Oh. Obviously, we, we never used to play on the, at the stadium pitch. That was like... Mm. Uh, yeah, once in a while we used to play. We used to train um, at play at play at Selby Centre. Okay. Yeah, I remember um, the, the the pitch before, like where we where we're at now. Before the Astro got before the four G got thing was horrendous. That's yeah, it. but I don't remember the actual old stadium. So. Yeah, so we we used to play there. Like you know, when some teams play at, at the stadium once once at the end of the season. Yeah. That's what that's what was 
That's what we did. So that was okay. like, oh yeah, we're playing at the stadium. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, were they were they part time them times as well? Like were they still um, at the level they were? Let me that right now. To be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not mm. sure what, what the situation was. Obviously, we just used to. So we used to play, uh, train at New River or just across the road. Oh yeah, shout out New River. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Part there, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good times. It's crazy how many people, even to this day, like come from New River. Ah, it's to, mad. To to this day, man, it's it's such a such a hotspot for talent. Is, is that how you basically got got picked up then? Yeah, so I was playing for Harringay Borough, um, mm-hmm. and then I got scouted by Wimbledon. We had there was quite a few Wimbledon scouts um, from sort of East London, North London. And, mm-hmm. uh, my coach, this old school Wimbledon. Yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Proper, proper Wimbledon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then there was a few of us from North London um, that got scouted for Wimbledon. So, Joby McEnough was one, Lionel Morgan. Okay. Um, Cola, Samuel Okioli. Um, and so, Wusu, there was, yeah, and Sam Sloma. There was quite a heavy North London um, mm. so, set. How old were you when, when that happened then? I was 13. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then what age did you make your senior? Um, I made my debut at 18. Okay. So I know what it's like now, but like back then, what was it like for those, those initial like, five years in the, in the um, youth team? Is it pretty much standard how it is now? Or, you know, um, I wouldn't say it was standard how it is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, obviously... You know, being a schoolboy, um, mm. it was it was different. We we only trained once a week, um, so we used to train in East London at Kelmscott. Mm. It was only sort of as I got to year ten that we start or year eleven that we started to train twice a week. Yeah, uh, and that was very much it. It was two three hours maximum uh, training training sessions a week, and we used to play on us on a Sunday. Um, obviously traveling up and down um, you know the south um, and and it was a good experience you know we wasn't blessed with you know my my mum didn't drive or she wasn't comfortable driving yeah on the motorway so it was you know getting this wherever you could it was getting the train it was you know and by any means necessary you just got to get there it was necessary you know we had, we yeah. had to do it and because we wanted to do it mm. yeah. So I did um so, oh, certainly so, um, the youth team experience was was a little bit different. Mm, but it probably shaped you and molded you to become the player you were. Yeah, of course. I, I look back at my Wimbledon days and you know a, a lot of my good friends now are still from that era in, in, in my life. And mm. again, the, the peer pressure that we had was good peer pressure. Yes. Yeah. Everyone wanting to, you know, get better and play and make something themselves yeah um so how did the crystal palace move come about was that something Um, that you kind of manufactured yourself or no not not even it was uh not not we wimbledon wasn't in a great financial situation at the time so we made the move to milton Keynes. and so played up there for um a season yeah Um, and they were just struggling basically for money and they, uh, 
at the time Wimbledon was just you know just a cattle market yeah best players were getting snapped up and um Crystal Palace were on the up um it was it was an opportunity to go there was no really other real opportunities for me um, yeah in terms of Wimbledon were going to go down. That was it. So if if I wanted to stay in at a higher level and um, increase my worth and increase my value, then you know it was something that I had to do. And um, Crystal Palace were on the up. Yeah. Um, at the time, was that Dowie? Was he in Dowie? Yeah. Dowie, yeah. yeah. So, what was he like? He was all right. He was good. He was intense. Uh, great knowledge. Um, would just you know, worked hard, but a fantastic uh, coach. Yeah. Like, he was actually very, a very good technician in terms of, you know, you, you look back at his playing days and he, and he doesn't really suggest that, but he was yeah. very good when he got out on the training pitch. So he, he was good. Yeah. And you were there for, like, what, two years? I'm trying to yeah, get you all off head, there. by the way. If I get anything wrong, then just let me know. Yeah, so, no, I was there two and a half years, so the year I joined, we got promoted, um, and I, yeah, obviously played in the Premier League, so that was my first year in the Premier League, yeah. and then got relegated, um, and then I stayed there for another season, and my contract was running out, um, I was offered a new one, um, and then that contract got rescinded, then they, uh, a bit of Simon Jordan was the owner. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So at the time, Dowie had left and agreed to go elsewhere. Um, and I had agreed the contract with Dowie, who was obviously still the manager at the time. And uh, you see, Dowie left. You see, with like Simon Jordan now, he's got like this bit of a rep. You know, he does his stuff with Talk Sport, and he's got a bit of a rep, and you know, it says. He says things which might rub people up the wrong way sometimes. Is, is that just him without, you know, throwing him under the bus or anything? Is that just him in general? Or? Yeah, I think so. He, he, he certainly has this thing about him where he doesn't need to answer to anyone. Or mm. He doesn't feel no way because whether it's because he's wealthy, um, yeah. I don't know. But he seems to have this perception of some footballers that, they're just in it for the money and they're not good value. So, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I was offered a contract. It was taken away and then I had to be offered a new contract by a certain time or, or I could have gone on free. Um, the new contract I was given was substantially lower than what I'd already agreed. So I'd made up my mind to go, no, I'm not going to sign, I'm going to leave. Um, uh, Peter Taylor came in as a manager, wanted to keep me. Mm-hmm. managed to get my wages back up to what I had already agreed initially. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I can't work with that, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And what's, what's it like, you know, at, like your relationship with the, with the chairman, you know, when you've got a chairman who is hands-on, you know, do you actually prefer that? Because obviously that's the owner. Or do you prefer that, look, you just take a back seat and leave the football to manage the football I've been in a situation where owners are very hands-on. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, they're well within their rights because it's their club at the end of the day. Mm. So um, 
I think it works better when you have a owner who has a manager that he can trust and allow to do what he needs. But mm. you know, it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's, me, it's, me, me personally, I, I don't like it when when the owners be, you know, trying to. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I remember we had an, an owner used to come into, used to come into the change room and give team talks. Oh yeah, I've, I've had all that. <laughs> Coming and you're just looking at him, thinking, "What the heck?" And the manager will never speak up against him because that's his job. Like, but just ugh, yeah, just just stay out of it, man. Just just stay out of it. But did did you find that you couldn't really, you know, because the football culture doesn't really allow for certain players to really speak out and speak up against you know managers or chairmen did you find that that was the case or did you just did you just not care enough to um yeah it would i mean again i was at qpr where it, it was another a different situation where the owners were heavily involved mm. um, they came from a background of formula one racing where the owners this is when they had all that money right yeah mm. um, so I've worked under Flavio Briatore and Ernie. Yeah, that, that was his name. Mm. Ernie, yeah, and uh, Bernie Eccleston, sorry. And uh, Bernie never got involved, but Flavio did. Um, yeah. And he wanted to get involved and team selections and all sorts. And um, some managers could deal with it and some managers couldn't. Mm. Um, was, was, he, was he wanting to pick you though? Yeah, I mean, we got him well. Yeah, he got on well. I bet you liked him, didn't it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was his first signing um, mm. of that era. So um, yeah, I think we had quite a good relationship. Uh, mm. But again, it, it did have an effect. You know, when yeah. the managers are changing every so often, you know, you you can't get any continuity or any consistency, and, and it does start to have an effect on the team. And and as a result, we probably didn't perform as well as we we should have done. Yeah, I, I remember that QPR team. That's Adele Tarrant was part of that team, right? Yes, yeah, so I played with Adele. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Vine, Fitzhall, Patrick Edgerman. Pilot was, was there, right? No, so he came after me. So oh, I oh, he came after. Okay. Is that, yeah. Was Clint Hill there? I played with Clint Hill for a little bit. Mm. Um, Sean Derry was there for a little bit when I was there. So yeah. actually, when Clint Hill and Sean Derry came in, Mm. Uh, Jamie Mackey that was a, a season they got promoted yeah what was what was that team like for you because obviously you know the money was there and you know um, the players were, were coming in and there was mad talented players on that team were, was the instant goal just to get promotion and just to keep going keep going keep rising higher yeah I mean I, I actually left by that point mm. so the year they got promoted I, I had gone by November um, mm. I was I wasn't actually in the team. I wasn't playing. So uh, I, I thought to myself, you know, I, I knew they were going to get promoted. You can, you know, you can just sense it from the start of the season. Um, Neil, Warnock, Neil Warnock came in as manager the previous season, had the summer to bring in who he wanted. And um, during all the preseason games, I was, I was heavily involved. Um, and then I thought, yeah, there's a real good feeling about this. We're going to get promoted, no problem. Um, and I found that I wasn't playing. So I was just like, no problem. I'll just, I'll just sit, yeah. I'll wait, I'll get my chance and it will come. And it was getting to October and I was just like, this is not, mm. I can't do this. So, um, 
what's 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 yeah. the thinking behind behind that with someone like Neil Warnock? Is it a thing of like a conversation when he's open and honest and you know says, you know what, I don't think you're really gonna play or whatever, or is it a thing of you know you can't really chat to him? No, he he was actually very open and honest, mm -hmm. and um, to this day, people always do ask me what was he like. And yes, for all of his faults, he had a lot of good attributes, and mm -hmm. um, and one of his things was being honest, um, as brutal as it may be. That's what you need. That's what you require. So mm -hmm. um, he said to me, "You're not, you're not going to play as much." I was like, "Fine, well, I'll just sit and wait." Um, he wanted me to try and go, and I was just like, not really on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I was getting frustrated and I, I needed to go. I needed to go and play mm. and had a few options. Uh, and, and then I chose Reading. Yeah. Who from that era of, of apart from Adele? In fact, no, let's, let's, let's speak on Adele. What was he like? Because now he's playing, he plays in like a centre midfield role, like DM. And he's doing very well. Was it frustrating for you because you knew what he could do to for for, um, for you to to see him not really fulfil that in England? Yeah, I mean, when he first came in, um, we actually got on really well, um, myself and Adele, and, and we had um, he was just obviously he was quite young, um, but he was he was talented. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt and, and should have gone on to bigger and better things. Mm. Why he didn't, only he'll be able to tell you. Um, so it's not uh, something that that like sticks out that, you know, where you could, you could be like, that's the reason or it's just um, something with him. You can put it down to anything, attitude, application. Um, it certainly wasn't talent. No, definitely not. Because um, he had that in abundance and, you know, I, you go on YouTube and you can see him up there with probably one of the most watched players, yeah. um, you know, outside the, the real elite. Um, but yeah, he, he was great. And he did have some, um, maybe he wasn't socially great. Yeah. What was what I put it down to. Um, he just wanted to do what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. Um, yeah. But and and there were you have to deal with people differently, and I think Warnock certainly learned to get the best out of him. I I had to try and speak to him um, a few times. I remember us playing against West Brom away, and you know you it was a tough game. West Brom were top of the league, and you knew if you didn't have a deal on side, then you were going to get pummeled. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was playing just in front of me as as I get number ten or a cam call it nowadays and he was he was instrumental and it was more of his off the ball work um, which stood out but obviously you, you can see what he does bring when he's got the ball so, hmm. um, but yeah a real, a real talent yeah no um, because for me I always say he's one of the most talented players I've seen is, is there a piece of skill or something you remember him doing that just sticks out in your mind where you're like, no, he's actually taking the beat. In fact, did you ever see the nutmeg he did for Tottenham? And then when he did it, Gardner has gone like that, his own teammate. I think so, yeah. yeah. Gone like did you ever see him do stuff in, during the match? Uh, there, was a, there was a one he did um, on Joe Allen, and then he scored. I don't know if you've seen it. 
is that when he cuts in from the left? Yeah, so he rolls it, drags it, and flicks yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then he goes and scores as well after, like Joe Allen just, just picks up. And, mm. he, he used to do that to people in training on a regular basis. Like it yeah. It wasn't nothing new for us. Um, but to see him then produce that mm. um, and provide an end product, like it's great. Like you, you had players trying to not make people all the time, but mm. what are you providing after? It's great, yeah. it looks great, well done. You're getting applause from the fans, but what can you go and produce after them? And mm. Would you say show would you say QPR was your was your best time in your career? Um no it's where, it's where you made your most um Appearances. Oh, Reading actually. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was thinking actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Reading. How long were you at Reading for? Was it two, three years? Uh, oh. So I joined 2010 on loan initially from QPR, mm. and then finished playing there 2014. You, you, apart from, oh gosh, Sheffield, Sheffield United. Apart from Sheffield United, most of your teams were in and around yeah. London. Was that a conscious yeah. thing you um, chose uh, to do? Not really. It was just how it worked out. Um, again, I, I did have options to go and, and play. Um, so before I joined Reading, I had the option to go to Leeds mm. um, and Preston. Um, but yeah, I'd done the whole living out of London thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I, I guess it was a, a conscious effort sort of later on earlier on i wasn't fast i would have gone anywhere yeah yeah we're, we're going to come back to to reading but one thing i did want to ask is obviously you grew up in north london um at what point was it where you actually moved away from north london was it straight away with wimbledon no no no, no. so we we stayed at home and commuted um to, to south london every, every day so mm. that was two trains, a bus. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So we were leaving at ridiculous in time in the morning to go to work and then um, and then getting back at four or five o'clock. Yeah. Sometimes and then having to do it all over again. So um, I stayed, even when I moved to Crystal Palace, I stayed in North London. Mm. I used to travel drive through the Blackwood Tunnel around the M25 yeah. um, every day was, yeah, it's, it was horrible. How, how, how difficult is it? The reason why I ask this is because how difficult is it to, to come from where you're coming from in regards to just life in general and still, you know, have the discipline and attitude to, to you know, play at the top and stay, you know, focused to, to play there? Um, it, it can be tough it can be tough certainly if you are easily swayed or easily led mm. to, to other things because as, as you know there are other things that can um, take precedent over what you what you want to do but I, I guess if you're if you are that focused and um, you want to get better and, and stay at the top you you have mm. to remain disciplined you have to um, not follow the crowd if you like like there was loads of things that i missed out on yeah and, and that's equally, the thing. There was, equally there was loads of things that i did and, and yeah. i didn't change so uh, yeah i, I think that's the thing that people don't realize for you to get to where you you got to 
like you have to sacrifice a lot do you know what I mean and and people probably just think that oh yeah you know he's got it good he's playing football you know but at the same time you worked hard to get there yeah I mean so, there were loads of, loads of things you miss out on like you miss out on birthdays weddings mm. um, and those things although they might seem minor like they, those are real life moments man yeah of course mm. it's, and, you're, and you're having to just miss out on them Okay, so Reading comes now and, you know, it's not the same as, you know, the QPR with all the money and, you know, the owner and... The owner wasn't heavily involved like that at um, Reading, was he? Um, John Majewski, not, not really. He, he, so he was one that liked to come in the change room and, and wish mm. us well. Um, yeah. But, but that was it. Like, it was all um, light-hearted and, um, you know, he, he built the ground. He built the... the, the club from the ground up so um, it wasn't that he was just buying into it and he bought it and just wanted to show off yeah he actually had an, a, you know, an emotional investment in the club so what, what was it about reading that you know um made it so enjoyable for you was it the fact that you know there are there are some players that you knew from before or it's just the vibe in, in general of reading um so yeah, obviously a, a good, my good friend Joe McEnough, like I mentioned before, he was there already. Um, so obviously I knew quite a bit about it. Um, I had met a few of the boys there, Jem Karakan, um, another one, the dual player, um, on, a, on a few nights out with, <laughs> with Joby. So and we we got on quite well. So um, yeah, and obviously it wasn't too far. So yeah. um, how long was that for you? From where I was living, it was about an hour and a half. half. Um, So still, still a fair distance. And I do look back and go, I actually moved up. um, Yeah. Because as you get older, your body starts to take a little bit, takes a toll on you. And actually, sitting an hour and a half in the car before training isn't ideal. So yeah. um, What um, at at what point? Because you mentioned like your body and everything. Can you remember a time when you were thinking to yourself, like, rah, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore? Never. Never? Up until I had my injury, which actually finished me, I, I never got to a point and I thought, wow, I can't ever do this. Yeah. What, what injury was it? Uh, a hip, hip injury. Oh, a hip so injury? Just, yeah, so it was just a, a one-off incident. I was actually playing for Nottingham Forest. I was on trial at the time um, after I left Reading. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that, that saw me off. Well, I just thought you were just retired. Well, I, I tried to get back. Mm. Um, I tried to get back, but it was too much. It was just, yeah, it, the, the hit it, was never the same. What's it like, though? Like you, You've played all of these games in your, in your career. So over 300 games in your career and, you know, you played at the top Premier League, you know, championship. To have to go on trial, in your, like mentally, are you thinking to yourself, what am I going on trial for? But you do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's that. And again, there are players that are in a position like that. I mean, my situation was slightly different because I was actually injured for most of the season before. Mm. So okay, it was yeah. almost I had to go and prove myself that I was fit enough mm. and also still good enough. I knew I was good enough. 
I just had to go and prove that I was fit enough. And, and actually, I was doing quite well up mm. until the point where I got injured. So, Do you think you would have signed if not for the... I, I was going to, yeah. So, Stuart, Stuart Pierce was the manager at the time and, and he was going to offer me a contract. He was quite happy for me to wait to see um, how the injury healed and then we could have a, another conversation, but obviously it didn't. So. Mm. What would you say, like, the, the Reading... As Reading as a football club were like to you anyway? Uh, very good. Very good. We, everyone was um, really, uh, how did I say, connected. Um, mm. I say staff, fans alike, and backroom staff. Um, you know, it was a real good atmosphere around, not just the training ground, but around the stadium. Yeah. And this is everyone. From, from the groundsmen to, you know, the coaching staff, to the, the youth team staff, to the school. Yeah. It's like, it was a real good place to come in and work. Yeah. Was it, was it before or, no, it could have been before. Was it after you left where um, that match for, with Arsenal, the 7-5, was that after you? I, I played in that. Yeah, you played in that. Oh, okay, great yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, what, that was during my time. <laughs> yeah, what, what was that like? Right? I remember watching that stressed. Who did you actually support? Arsenal? I'm an Arsenal fan, yeah. Oh, I love that. What was it like playing against them, number one? Obviously, you probably played yeah. against them a couple of times, though. But. Yeah, I played against them at Highbury. Mm. Oh. Just goes to all day. Um, yeah, proper stadium. I played at Highbury and I got, we got battered. Like, battered. Um, <laughs> uh, played against them, yeah, a couple of times at, at Sellhurst and... Mm. Um, See the Emirates as well. Yeah. And then we, we had the 7-5, seven, the seven which, again, yeah, a, I always get asked about this. So I, I don't like talking about it. But it was a game where you go in, you're 4-0 up, mm. cruising. Oh, stressful. Shouldn't lose. Yeah. They get one goal just before half time, And, um, yeah, we were, we were a bit nervous, to say the least. I think it was just, just... Yeah. And yeah, they just turned it around. They must have got a rollick in at halftime. What What was it? Oh, do you think that's what it was? That that goal before halftime or the halftime yeah. talking just that that just killed it. And then I can imagine when you guys literally on the pitch, are you looking to yourself after that second goal? Was it? Are you looking to yourself thinking, "Oh, this is this might get on top for us," you know? Right. Even though to be honest, you're winning, however much. So it's, they, they a, I mean, it wasn't their strongest team, but they're Arsenal. They've got talent. Mm. So. You played that match. Walcott, Bentner. That's what I remember. It was Walcott, Shamak. Uh, yeah, Shamak was there. Was, yeah. Was Arsenal playing? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think he might have left by then. But you're, testing, yeah. you're testing me here. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember watching that match, just 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 man. And, and and when you're on the pitch, after the first the couple of times, first couple of times you play Arsenal, does the you know the whole sentiment go? And it's just literally another game for you. Um, it is just another game. Mm. I want to win it just as much as I do against you know any any anyone else. So um, you know when when you do. When you walk out and, and you're seeing people like Henri and Vieira, and yeah. you're like, you, you have a little bit of a gulp, but again, it's yes. just 
you just got to go and do what you can do. When you're playing like those teams, yeah, it was it almost as if because people used to say they knew from the tunnel that they were going to get beat. Like when you're in the tunnel without actually saying we're going to get beat because obviously you want to go out and win the game. Is there a thing of like, oh, yeah, this is looking a bit, a bit scary here? Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever gone into a game thinking we're going to get beat. Mm. I've, I've definitely gone into games thinking I don't want to lose. Or yeah. Can't lose. Um, I've never, yeah, I've never gone in expecting to, to lose. But, um, because I've, I've heard stories of people like, and not, not just the Arsenal, like people used to go up against the United teams and, and Roy Keane even said one time that he knew teams were defeated straight from the tunnel. Yeah. Like, oh, what was Vieira like playing against? He was actually, um, he was good, man. He, he was, um, uh, the first time I played against him at, at Highbury, he was different level. Yeah, Highbury Vieira is, is yeah. stupid. Um, I, I played against him. I played against him at Celest, and I've, I've actually got a photo of me kicking him. Um, <laughs> I, I kicked him in the back of his uh, calf. Ooh, and I thought, yeah, I just, I don't know. There, there was something just in me is like he, he was running the game, and I was just like, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> would you say he's the he's the best midfielder you play against? Could you play um, against? Them? Good number of midfielders, man. Yeah, in terms of probably what he's achieved and, and what he's done, he, he was—he's certainly up there. Obviously, I've—I've I've played against obviously Roy Keane and, and Steven Gerrard, and, and those are top top midfield players. Um, I was watching your your Insta live with um, oh Bradley Bradley, mm. and he, he talks about. Um, Silver and, and Kazola. Yeah. Kazola uh, for me was, again, being at the Emirates, he was, you couldn't get near him. Yeah, uh, listen, you see, of this modern day, the last 10 years, I, should, I would say, Kazola's my favourite Arsenal player. Like, and I'm an Arsenal man. And, but Kazola for me is just, it's just different. So to hear people like you come and say, you know, He's you, you know you can't get near him and he's just it just pleases me so much man. Yeah, yeah, he was, I, he was I still have him. I still have him now because he's the sort of game, he's the sort of player where he, he plays up there. Oh yeah, he plays up there. Oh, listen, and it, like he he was doing things on his right foot and then do exactly the same thing on his left foot and I'm thinking you're actually taking the mick out of me. I remember I remember one time I forgot who we were playing. He took a corner. He took a corner at that um, in-swinger. Yeah, an in-swinger. He's gone to the other side. Like, they've headed it out. He's gone to the other side to take it. Done the exact same thing on the other, on the other foot. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've seen him yeah. as well go to take an outswing of his right foot. And then Cossioni is screaming at him from um, the box. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Cossioni is screaming at him to, to do an in-swinger. So he's like, okay, cool. So he just flips. He's... He's just, he's just crazy, man. What would you say, though, is that well, like, your, your best attribute as a player was? Because um, I remember I watching you thinking, sorry, I remember watching you thinking, this guy just does not stop. Like, always getting stuck in and, and you can play. I think people downplay your ability a bit 
a bit much to be honest. I think yeah. over the years you you were known for get me, but yeah, yeah, I was. Again, I, I probably didn't display as much as my of my technical ability um, on a consistent basis mm. as as I should have done. Um, certainly, I, I I would not give up. Um, whatever moment of the game, I'd look tired and need a breather, but yeah. it wasn't due to the fact that I'm giving up or, and that, that's what I'd say was probably one of my main attributes. I was, I was strong. Um, I was quick enough. I wasn't blistering quick, but you, I wouldn't really get lost by anyone. Yeah. Um, and unless you're Henri, of course, then it's yeah. different. Right. Um, could have named for a flipper, no. Yeah, so yeah, I'd say probably my my strength and my my ability not to not to give up. I think mm. um, I was and very yeah, I was I was quite aggressive. I, I wanted to quite aggressive. Flipper, no, right? You you needed to know that I was there. Yeah, I, I think players knew, mate. Bloody hell! I remember one game. You, oh, I think that first ten minutes, you just clattered someone. And I was thinking, what's, what's this guy on? And then that player didn't play the same. Oh, but who was it? For the rest of the game, he was missing. It was, I don't know. I'll find it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. I'm definitely going to find that. But um, what was it like, um, that decision? to? Because I always like to get into like, the psyche and, and the, the mind. Like, that decision where you're like, you know what? This is it. I'm not going to be able to play again. You know, you had your hip injury. Was it a thing where the doctors were like, "You're not going to play again," or you just knew your body and just felt like, "You know what? I can't do this anymore." Yeah, so it, it was a it was a difficult time and then quite an unsettling time, to be honest. Um, again, it was almost like it wasn't on my own terms. Yeah. So to to come to terms with it was um, difficult, and um, I just I got to a point where. Obviously, I spoke to the surgeon and he was like, you know, have you got plans for after football? And I'm like, mm, yeah, but I'm not ready to press You're the button. I'm not ready, yeah. Um, so he was just like, okay, we'll go away and try and treat it conservatively. Um, so, which meant no operation or anything like that. Just do your rehab. That wasn't working. So I had the operation, which then kept me out for another four months. So I'm now missing out of the game. So bearing in mind, I had an injury which kept me out for most of the season before. Mm. I'm going to have another injury that's going to keep me out for another season. Yeah. Um, which I was 32. So I've missed two years of football already at the age of 32. So I'm looking at it. Am I going to be able to get into a place and, and really go and show what I can do? and um, be fit enough and then obviously speaking to the surgeon he was just like you know you're probably not going to last that long if even if you do make it back so um yeah the, the decision was so it, it's, it's, it was a difficult one but it was an easy one. Oh, okay it was an easy one i was going to say so it wasn't a thing where if you had given it maybe six six more months it probably would have got better or it's... Uh, i probably could have got through games mm. but then it would probably it would have just been a situation where I'm managing myself through games mm. um, and probably not at a great level yeah. basically 
Um, what was the actual injury? So I just landed awkwardly on my hip and I ended up um, basically cracking a bit of the, the rim of the hip bone, mm. um, of the joint, hip joint, tore all the ligaments. And actually there was, you know, I didn't have any uh, hip injuries prior to that. Yeah. But when you, when you go in there and you see a, see a 30-year-old hip, um, certainly... I was going to say... You probably see loads of wear and tear and, and that was yeah. just... I was, I was going to say, if that was 21-year-old you, would that have been, you know, career-threatening? Probably not. No. Probably not. Um, oh, that's crazy, man. But you, you give your life to, to that sport. And do you, feel, do you still feel like, now that you've retired, it's been a couple of years, do you still feel like aches or whatever from playing years of football? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, listen, my body's mash-up. <laughs> I can... But I, I can still, like, I, I needed to get to a point where, you know, it, it was, um, you know, if you carried on playing, there'd be a, a situation where I might be in that I might not be able to run around in the garden with my kids. Mm. So uh, you got to think long term, I might not be able to, you know, I wanted to go into coaching or management. I won't be able to do the bits I needed to do on, on the pitch in, in that way. So, again, you, you have to think probably, you know, longer term rather than short term. As much as I love football and I love playing, um, I, I still do a little bit um, to this day. But obviously, it's not going to be at the level which I needed to be at. So yeah, what's yeah? You know, I'd wake up, my hip, I can't move, my ankle is stiff. Yeah, just just no, man. You played for Antigua, and I rate that so much. Yeah, because. A lot of players who are born and raised here. You, you were born here, right? Yeah, I was born here. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of players who are born and raised here, if they don't play for England, then they kind of just forget about their, you know, that, that they can play international football for, you know, you know, other countries. Um obviously the setup wasn't like England, like that goes without saying. It's not like England. But did you enjoy your time playing for them? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I loved the experiences that I got from playing. Um, again, like you say, the, the, the setups um, and sometimes the organisation was a little bit frustrating. Mm. Um, but you know, you know, my, my, myself, Justin Cochran, who who played there before yeah. me, mm -hmm. who actually got me on board, um, Dexter Blackstock. Mm -hmm. uh, Marvin McCoy, Josh Parker, all these guys. On the podcast next week, actually. Is that? Dex, I think he's coming on the podcast next oh, week. Brilliant. Um, yeah, these these are the sorts of guys which, in order to, you know, help help the country evolve and, and get better and, and compete at a better level, yes. um, I'm, I'm going to be needed to be involved, and um, I felt we we helped them do that at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it was a great experience. You know, I got to go home and I got to go and see my grandparents. I got to yeah. take my kids um, for certain experiences, which they probably wouldn't have done if it wasn't through me playing for yeah. The only thing it, it was that it was it wasn't looked unless you're playing for Jamaica or Trinidad. Yeah. Um, over here, it looks like 
why are you just going on holiday? Yeah, that's 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 the thing. But like you said, in order to get to the level of Jamaica and Trinidad, you're gonna need people to come before and and do the groundwork basically. Yeah. So yeah. um no, I, I I really rate that and, and I applaud that a lot. Um, I've actually been to Antigua, funny enough. Have you? Nice. With, with um, Dags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good old, good, yeah, good old days. Yeah, man. It's yeah, it's a lovely, it's a lovely place. I love it. Yeah, I, I think it's up until, funny enough, up until two years ago, it was like one of the best places I've been to. I don't know, I went to St. Lucia, and then I was like, okay. Yeah. St. Lucia's nice too. Where'd you go in St. Lucia? Um, I don't know, but I stayed at the Royalton, so. I got to see the what's those mountains called? Pitons. Yes, the Pitons. I went to like the old, um, old part of Saint Lucia where the waterfall is and the, the volcano. Where yeah, I went yeah. down there. Too free. Yeah, that's it. Funny. How many times you been? Uh, I've been a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh, the, and the, the street party on the Fridays is a. Oh uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a vibe. So. I meant to actually go back um, last month, but obviously we've, we've, with all of this going on. Yeah. So, um, but we'll see when it when it opens back up. Then um, get me so surprise surprise the misses and that. But um, life after football now, what's it what's it saying for you? Um, it's good. So I'm, I'm currently uh, under 18s coach at Reading. Um, okay. Did you? Like all due respect, to it, did you get to walk into that job because you were a past player who did well? Um, kind of, yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I had a good relationship with them, so it wasn't that you know you, you just get to walk into anyway. You, you know, I had, a, I had a good relationship with the club, um, and that that was everyone, um, and and it was a situation where. Um, an ex-teammate and friend of mine was was there. He was the loan manager at the time, mm. uh, Hayden Mullins, and he was going for a new role uh, at Watford. The West Ham one, Hayden Mullins. He was at West Ham. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he actually came to Reading on loan for a little while. Yeah, um, okay. And he, um, and he was working for Reading as a loan manager, mm. and. Uh, I was just doing some part-time coaching and, and training at the time um, and decided, yeah, that they offered me a job as, as the loan manager because he was going out. So mm. there was a spot vacant. And that was where, where I started my relationship back with the club. Yeah. Did, did you always know that you, after football, you were going to go into coaching? Um, not really. Not really. I, I always want, I wanted to stay in football as long as possible. Um, so, and that was probably the, just the next um, logical step. Yeah. Yeah, no, coaching, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Man. And in fact, yeah, you're the perfect person to ask. So the other day on, and who was it? Not Anton. Who do I have on live there? Bradley. Bradley, yeah. On, um, on live, I asked him about the mentality of younger players and if he's noticed, like, a shift in the attitude or the application or how, or how bad they want it. You, as a... Um, as an under 18s coach, do you notice the difference between this generation and the, the prior generation? Um, I think the, the difference is nowadays is that there's there's just so many more distractions. Mm. Um, so 
there is a, a, a slight shift in terms of you know what it what it takes to actually be a footballer mm. um, but there's a lot more help and guidance now yeah again surrounding that so um gone are the days where you know you're shouting and screaming and, and players are doing jobs and um, sort of you know really you know working on them to to you know get better in terms of being a better person mm. um, there's more support and psychological support and uh, social support um, mm. around it but there, there's certainly a shift um, but I think that is more due to the distractions and probably looking about what everyone else is doing rather than people just worrying about themselves yeah yeah because I, I look at people where when I was younger and even before me um, and football was literally the only thing I, I had and I would be practicing football every single day I'd be going to this sort of training every single day whereas like you said they've got so many distractions they've got their social media they've got computer games they've got so many things to do that football really isn't you know at the forefront of their minds and the ones who do keep at the forefront of their minds are probably the ones who go on and excel yes but the uh, and then I, I do go, am I, am I, are we making excuses probably because i look back at it and i go well we had computer we had tv so mm. but we weren't so focused on all those things yeah social yeah. media is probably the only difference in terms of other distractions but um i could have sat playing football manager rather than yeah. actually going with football um, I, I sat there playing football manager man. but i was on it for time like, yeah <laughs> um, what about the do you think the money coming in as well um definitely has an has an impact because some of the money that that these lot are getting paid now is stupid yeah. if you ask me yeah what well, you look at the situation football's in at the moment money that they're paying out and now football clubs are, are struggling um, mm. but again players are getting receiving money really before they've earned it which is again if one's doing it and, and they're threatening and you want to keep this player mm. or another player and he's going well I can just go and get XYZ somewhere else like yeah. there's, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough situation because then you're just going to have to pay it you end yeah. up losing the player. So um, there's a lot of uh, player power, even in the younger. I was, was going to say, so if there's, let's say you've got a player in your team now, he's doing well and other, you know, other teams potentially want him. Is the power with him where he can be like, look, I want this to happen at this club. I want more money, blah, blah, blah. Or is it a thing of like, you just keep playing like is it all with him basically and his agent yeah it can be even at under 18s yeah it can be if i mean we're ready we're, 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 we're a good club we're not huge but you know we work with what we have and um i think a lot of the players signed there because it, it was such a well-run club such a well-run academy um mm. Sometimes when you go to the big, bigger academies, you can get lost. Yeah. Um, but when when a big academy club comes calling from Reading, then you know it, it's going to sway you. It's going to turn yeah. your head. They're going to be offering X, Y, Z. 
and for us to try and compete is going to be difficult. You have to be really, you know, well valued for us to, um, you know, stump up the money basically. So um, yeah, yeah, players and agents certainly have quite quite a bit of power. But are you, because you've been a player and obviously you had your own agent, you know, to deal with things. Do you also at the same time just know how the game goes? And you don't really buy too much into it, or do you still kind of think is he taking a piss? Yeah, I do, and and it's different. It, it's I look, I try and I don't, I try and look at uh, each situation for what it is. So, you know, me, me for example, I know that I probably don't warrant as much as what he's getting, but yeah. players won't look at that. They'll go, well, raw, he's. He's my age. He's played, you know, 25 games in the under-23s and been training with the first team. But I should go and get the same as him. Yeah. That's not how it works. You, you, you get what you're worth in it. So, um, but at the same time, I go, well, it is a short career. You, you need to get what you can get out of it. You might yeah. not be in the game in two years' time. So, you know, I don't think play. a lot of people are honest when it comes to that. I think you should play the game because you love it. But... At the same time, you do have to think about the fact that it is a, it is a short career. And I think too many times people get, um, what's the word, like outed or cussed if they do mention, you know, that, you know, you do want to get rewarded as much as you can as well while you're in it. Of course. I mean, when you're getting paid, you know, 100 grand a week or, or 200 grand a week, then it's fine. That there, there comes a point where you might have a bit too much, but... yeah. Certainly, the you know the the players in the lower leagues, which people often forget, like they think pe- football has just earned loads of money throughout mm. their career. That's that's not the case. Um, yeah. You you do well, you know, to have money at the end of your career, basically. Mm. Yeah. If you've looked after it well enough. If not, you know, earning a, earning a grand, two grand a week isn't life changing. Yeah, that's and. What does it do for you where, you know, without speaking too much on your situation, you're, you're getting all this money when you're playing. And then obviously, once you stop playing, it goes all the way down. Like, what does that do mentally for you? Like, do you just start, do you look at it and take a step back? And you go, oh, sugar. It, it, it does. It, 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 again, if you haven't looked after your, your finances well enough, then it, it can have a real effect on you. Um, mm. And I guess that's why a lot of players, after they do finish playing, go into you know such such deep psychological places because yeah. you, you're not getting, you, you're not able to provide as much as you were before. Um, so yeah, there, there needs to be certainly more education around that. And I know there are things out there. And yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask is within clubs. I know before it wasn't there, but is there is there anything with clubs now to to help with that, you know, support. So we currently do with, with the younger age groups, um, so the under 16, under 18, under 23, we try and, because um, we're not, it's not just a football, mm. then we're teaching them life skills. Mm. So how to, you know, look after your money, how to, what things to look out for in a, a car finance deal, what yeah. are the different types of mortgages, you know, 
what's a pension? When can you get your pension? When can you start paying into your pension? All these things which um, I was fortunate enough to, to learn um, through being advised by a good advisor um, mm. when I was younger. But some players won't even know this. Like having career-ending insurance. Yeah. You think your, your career is going to last forever. No. I've got news for you, mate. And you probably look at that and think, bloody hell, where did time go as well? Yeah, with the, yeah, I do. With the time. So, again, you've got, you got to try, try to enjoy these moments. And yes, if you are earning loads of money, try and enjoy it. But it, it doesn't last forever. So, um, you've got to do well to try and enjoy it, but also look after it. Yeah, do you, do you miss the game? Um, I miss playing, yeah, yeah. It's funny, everyone always says that, I miss playing. When they think about training and, and, and all of that, they, they don't miss that. I love, I love football. I, I was, that was never, it wasn't always the case. I never really enjoyed football as, as a youngster. You know, like kids love football, like my kids love football now. Mm. Um, my Why don't you think you enjoyed it as a youngster? Um, I just, I don't know, I just wasn't into it. Mm. I wasn't into it you know like kids now they play from the age of six seven eight yeah like they, they love it they can tell you every stat every mm. i just i liked running around but yeah. you like being a kid basically yeah. yeah i never really took i never really took football seriously until i left school uh until i left primary school started mm. secondary school yeah and even then i wasn't any good yeah. no i mean you made a, a good good career out of it, man, and and not many can, not many at all can say that. So, so fair play to you. Um, do you still keep up to date with football now? Like you watch football, like and yeah, know, you're you're deep into it. What do you think of you know Arsenal in their in their current current you know um, or whatever? Yeah, okay, so how many? I think thinking about how many times I can say Arsenal's in a transition period. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I like the appointment of Arteta. Yeah, I think it should have been before. But, you know. Yeah. Um, I think given time um, and, a, and a good budget, mm. I think that's in order to compete, I think you need a good budget, you need a good scouting system. Um, I think they can do well. Um, it's that same old, we still need, you know, some good, strong centre-halves, I think. Mm. Uh, but that Saliba coming in, but even him, I don't think, I think we need just a good, experienced one first and foremost. Just get that good experience in one where it's not a toss-up to see if he'll do well or not. You know, they just need to blast that money, man. You, yeah. You need someone that you know they're going to come in, you know what you're going to get out of them. Um, Every day, you know, he's consistent, he's organized. You need a dare I say it like a Sol Campbell or a Tony Adams. Uh, so, Campbell. so they don't, but they don't make defenders like that anymore, though. No, they don't, they, they, they don't make, they don't make defenders like that. Like, like, whenever they earmark, and no, no disrespect, but when I'm seeing people like Maguire going for 85 mil, I'm just, and I know you can't really blame the price tag in it, but. Still, is that what is really like the best that's out there right now, Maguire? Because even the other day I put up a post on the on the counter attack um, Instagram and um, and I was just 
was praising up, hailing up Rio Ferdinand. And that's a defender to me. Do you get what I'm saying? But I don't know. If you were Arsenal manager, who would you go out there and back in this current footballing world? Yeah, there's so many things to consider. Like, who's how much money do I have? We don't have money like other clubs, or we're not willing to spend money like other clubs. Have you seen that Newcastle just been? I think they're going to get bought up. Yeah, three hundred million or something. And that's another club in the world. Yeah, and that's another club that asked me going to fall behind that. Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're stressing me out, man. Freaking stressing me out. But yeah. Someone, someone will come and buy Arsenal and invest heavily in it. No way. No one's going to do that. That guy, is, they're making too much money for that guy. So it's, it's, that's never, that's never, never going to happen, man. But yeah, um, hope you've had fun on my podcast. Yeah, no, it's been good, man. Yeah, I really, really, we'll get you back on proper like, um, like in the studio and everything once all this is is yeah. done. And I know, um, I know our listeners would would love to, you know, because it works better when you're in the when you're in the things. Yeah. I can bounce off proper, whereas now it's not the most ideal. You know, no, no, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's been good. Better behind the screen. Um, do you do much media now? Not really. No. Is that a any. conscious thing? Um. Yeah, I, I'm not really um, into do. I, I'll do interviews, and um, I've done a couple of podcasts. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not really one for putting my face out there. I'd like to. Yeah, I like the grass. Yeah, do you know what's mad? Obviously, I've got a podcast, but I, I don't like doing. A, well, I like doing a podcast, but I don't like the whole media. I, I hate it. Ask, ask, ask Dad. Dad will tell you. When he first saw the podcast, I couldn't believe it. He really? But I like putting good content out there. Yeah, yeah. Like good, meaningful content. And, you know, um, no disrespect, but there's a lot of football podcasts where it's coming, it's coming from people who've never played the game. And, you know, and that's fine if, if you study the game and whatever. But I, I just like to just put, you know, get people who have actually played the game and, you know, to, to talk about it because it offers some different insight rather than, Oh, he's rubbish. Okay, but why is he rubbish? Like, do, do, you, know, do you know what I mean? So, so thank you very much for for coming on, man. I, I, I really. Now, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. It's been good. I really appreciate it, and um, no, thank you for watching the, the the Bradley the Bradley um, Johnson one as well, man. Yeah, no, it was good. I, me and um, I played against Bradley a couple of times, and we, we nearly could have been teammates, but I chose to go to Red instead of Leeds. Yeah, I was gonna I was, I was gonna say that must have been for Leeds. What's it like playing against you? I want to bet you. He's good, man. He was very good. Good, strong in, effort. We had some, yeah, we had some good battles. Um, it's funny, I actually first first remember seeing him down at A10. Hmm. Um, Look at that. Look at that. And then, yeah, so, yeah, yeah no, nah, he's cool, man. He's a good guy. Love Got that, man. Time. Thank you for coming on again, man. And um, we'll definitely link up and, and chat. And, yeah, um, brilliant. And hopefully you can get me Joby. On the... Joby? On Joby, yeah. Yeah, I messaged him, but I don't know. I don't think he, to be honest, he ain't even read it yet. So, so, so we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, love, love for coming on, man. Yeah, no worries, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you very right, much. Wait there, wait there, wait there.